your news, your entertainment, <clears throat> your business. We're on a mission from God. This is the Rich Rothman Show. Hello, everybody. It's 5 o'clock straight up. Welcome to the Rich Rothman Show right here on 880 The Biz. Good to be here today. Glad to have Alex work in the booth. How are you, Alex? Today? I'm doing excellent. Looking good? Yeah. Been feeling busy. sharp today. Been busy, huh? Very busy. Got a lot of projects going on. I see. You, you're like you've been glued to the uh, computer in the studio all day today. Anyway, yeah. welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Uh, the number is 954 uh, well, I should tell you the 866 first, shouldn't I? That would you give out your cell phone number? Is that yeah, what you're doing? Yeah, exactly. I was about to give that out. 866-954-4276. 866-954-4276. If you want, like to get digitized, but on the radio, you got a comment to make. We'd like to hear from you. We have a lot to talk about. How could you not have a lot to talk about, Alex? This is like the insanity of the insanity of the crazies. Busy time of year for crazy people. This, well, this is the crazy people. I have never, I mean, how many people out there? And I want you to get back to me, and let's talk about this over the next uh, well hour until we're out, done with the show. Th- find that this is an absolutely insane time for the United States because something is really wrong here. It doesn't matter what you talk about. You can talk about you want to talk about you know finance. Let's talk about finance. How many people out there are hurt since the last year or two? Everyone raise their hand because everyone got hurt. That's right. Raise your hands in those cars. I actually no longer have finance. So exactly. It's not an issue. How many people don't even have, don't even care anymore because it's all over right now. So the finance situation is totally screwed up. Let's see. What else is going Energy. Let's talk about energy. It's been whacked out. That's totally nuts. We, we can't get it seemed to have an energy policy in the United States. You know, we, do we want oil? We need oil. We can't get off of oil. You know, we're, we're worried about that we're running out of oil, but we we can't even go after the oil that we have. We can't use the energy that we've got. We can't use the coal that we've got. Even if we can clean coal, make clean coal, clean coal technology is out there. Can't use that. We have oil. You know what I find amazing in this whole thing, Alex? The state of California has a $24 billion trade, de- in a, uh, not trade, a $24 billion deficit right now for their budget. There's a budget shortfall of $24 billion. How many millions did they spend on that funeral for Michael Jackson? Oh, they spent a lot of money on the millions for Michael Jackson. But here's the thing that drives me insane that would be good for everybody. There's a lot of oil and natural gas near California, right offshore. Now, granted, you know, back in the 60s, 1968, there was an oil blowout off of Santa Barbara, and it ruined the coast and so forth. Big, big problem. And and uh, as a result of that, they banned any of the uh, drilling offshore California. Of course, the technology that they used then was actually technology that was devised in the 50s. All right, that's half a century ago. Do you know that ever since the, the 1970s, there has never been a major, major blowout in any of the oil drilling rigs offshore not a major one. See, I did not know that because they try to keep that kind of stuff from us. Well, the Coast Guard has all the information. The point is, even after Wilma, even after Katrina, when you had a, a, a Category 5 hurricane come through, went right over almost 200 oil rigs out in the, uh, in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. Do you know what happened to the oil rigs? About a third of them or so got beaten up and banged over. But you know what? None of them leaked. Why is that? Because the blowout valves worked, and it stopped the oil from coming from the bottom of the, uh, of the ocean. So let's think about this for a second. Santa Barbara is in California. California has a $24 billion uh, deficit uh, in their shortfall for their budget. They have oil sitting offshore. They could turn that around overnight. They could get money into the state of California. We can't do that. 
Can't do it. Won't do it. Can't do that. So we have a problem with energy. We have a problem with uh, uh, developing our resources in the United States. Let's pick another topic that seems to be driving people crazy right now. Maybe it's going to be health care. Let's talk about that for a second. Health care in the United States. You know, now we're told, you know, uh, it's the most important topic. You know, I find this to be amazing, and I don't know if I believe any of it. Energy is the most important topic in the United States. Should be. That's what, and not energy, I'm sorry, health care. Health care, health care, the most important topic. It's so important that the entire revamping of the entire health care system in the United States has to be done in the next few weeks. Not in the next few months, not in the next half year, not in the next year. has to be done right now. Well, Alex, I, I hate to say this, but who says it's the most important topic in the United States? Who says it's the one that's destroying this country? Health care is not destroying this country. The lack of health care is not destroying this country. The ability to get health care ha- has existed here for decades with all sorts of programs that you've got out there. But I don't think it warrants rushing into a situation where we're going to destroy the entire health care system because, well, yeah, because President Obama says we have to do this right now. And he's bending arms and legs to make people, you know, uh, you know do the right thing, so they say, by, uh, th- by August. Yeah. Change the whole thing. How are we going to pay for it? I don't know. But we are going to pass all sorts of taxes all across the board. We're all going to be all across the board. And, you know, it just makes me, this whole situation makes me insane, along with cap and trade. I can't take it anymore. That's right. Sophie knew. Along with cap and trade. So here we have the health care system that's going to cost us, according to the, the, uh, the general budget office for the government, just said last week in Congress. By the way, the health care system, as proposed by the Democrats and Obama, is going to raise the cost of health care. Go look at it on YouTube, kids. It's right out there. Rather than lower the cost of health care. I know. That's a lot of people are going to be screaming. You when hear they, the panic. You can hear it. Yeah. When they find out you're not going to have the health care. The quality of health care is going to go down. We're going to talk about that later. On the show today, we've got, coming in around 510, we have Guillermo Martinez. We're going to do a follow-up for Honduras, and we're going to talk a little bit about Fujimori out of Peru. Uh, at the bottom of the hour at 5.30, we're going to have uh, Jim Lasky. He's going to be here out of Chicago. Jim Lasky, ex-city manager of Chicago, the second most powerful man in Chicago, knows all the guys in Chicago and Illinois that we're talking about right now, like Bregojevic and uh, Rahm Emanuel and, uh, oh, my God, everybody. Name it, he knows them. He's on WGN, by the way, WGN really? Radio. I did not know that. He's doing great. We're going to have him on the show, and Ray Flores is going to visit us in a little bit, uh, our good friend from AT&T. We're going to be right back on 880 The Biz. This is Rich Rothman on The Rich Rothman Show. Don't go anywhere because we've got some good stuff for you. Stay there. ITC leads two business development missions to countries that have the potential to increase trade with our community through Miami International Airport or the Port of Miami. The ITC is the official county agency charged with the development of this trade and functions as an umbrella organization or clearinghouse for other trade development efforts within the county. 
Our vision is to promote and strengthen Miami-Dade County's excellent business climate, strong international financial services, and rich cultural diversity, making it the logical platform for trade with Latin America and the Caribbean. For more information about the J. Molina International Trade Consortium, go to MiamiDade.gov slash ITC or call us at 305-375-5808. Seaboard Marine is an ocean transportation company that provides direct regular service between the United States and the Caribbean Basin, Central and South America. Seaboard Marine's success in the region for nearly 25 years has enabled it to expand into new markets now serving nearly 40 ports in over 20 countries. Seaboard Marine's facilities include a private terminal of nearly 70 acres at the Port of Miami. Seaboard Marine carries more cargo to and from the Port of Miami than any other carrier. Although this facility complies with and exceeds all governmental security mandates, it operates seven Who's days calling a in week, first? 365 Guillermo Martinez. A unique okay, convenience ready. for its customer. Seaboard Marine serves these routes from Miami. Bahamas, Grand Cayman, Colombia, Dominican Republic, Eastern Caribbean, Haiti, Jamaica, North Central America, South Central America, Venezuela, and the West Coast of South America, including Peru, Chile, Bolivia. Seaboard Marine, a trade leader in the Western Hemisphere. Should commodities be part of your investment portfolio in 2009? What might be the performance for commodities in 2009? Where are the energy prices going? Is the bearish trend coming to an end in the U.S. dollar? Should I own gold or silver? Will the cost of food go up or down? If these questions are important to your investment strategy, then you should be talking to MB Wealth, a full-service commodity brokerage, to find out how MB Wealth is positioning its clients to take advantage of commodities over the next few months and quarters. Let MB Wealth help you at the retail level or advise you on a partial asset allocation with a commodity trading advisor with an established track record. In this volatile economy, it is more important than ever to have a diversified portfolio. Find out more on commodity investment specifics by calling MB Wealth at 954-929-9997 or log on to our website at www.mbwealth.com. While you're there, check out MB Wealth's weekly commodity commentary plus monthly research articles, tools that can help with your investment decisions. Call Matt Bradbard, President MB Wealth, at 954-929-9997 for all the details. MB Wealth, a full-service commodity firm. Risk of loss in trading commodity futures and options can be substantial. All funds committed should be purely risk capital. Past performance is no guarantee of future trading results. No one covers local, national, and world news like Rich Rothman. And no one covers local, national, and world shipping like DHL. DHL, customer service is back in shipping. From Atlantic Radio Network. Fresh talk with a South Florida flavor. Aw, can't we keep him? Yeah, Dad, can't we? We'll feed the perfect man and, and clean up after him and everything. Super sweet. The Rich Rothman Show .com. They say you got a boyfriend. You're up late every weekend. They're talking about you and it's bringing me down. But I know the neighborhood. Okay, welcome back. Glad to have you here. 880 The Business is the Rich Rothman Show. The number is 866-954-4276. I'm wondering if anybody out there is really, does anyone really understand what's going on in the world right now and how screwed up everything seems to be and how uncontrollable it is? Has anyone really looked at the health care? Do you realize 
that, uh, for example, cap and trade was 1,350 pages long, the bill. Now, uh, on my other show that I do with Neil Asbury, we interviewed Reichert, who was one of the uh, Republicans who flipped and voted, one of the eight Republicans, and voted for cap and trade. And we interviewed him, and I asked him, I said, you know, I, I'm a speed reader. I've been speed reading since I was in college, and I, and I got all these degrees at Syracuse. So I had a speed read. I learned how to do it. 1,350 pages, I want you to know, is longer than Moby Dick for the average person out there. Yeah. Moby Dick is 800 pages. Ayn Rand's um, Atlas, Atlas Shrugged, Shrugged, for example, is 1,300 pages long. It's really that long? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's a thick book. I mean, Even the Cliff's Notes are like wow, 600 pages. Wow, it's a great pages. value because the cost is the same as a 200-page you know, a, a book. It's like so, two Bibles. Yeah, it's, just, it's really long. So 1,350 pages long total. It was the bill. And I asked the congressman, I said, you know, I'm just, you voted for cap and trade. Now, if anybody out there does not understand what cap and trade, it's, it's the, um, uh, the Waxman-Markey bill, all right, Waxman out of California, Waxman-Markey bill, that's going to be, if it ever gets passed in both houses, the most expensive tax increase, cost of living increase in the history of the United States. Now, you may say, well, come on, Rich, that's, that's a bunch of hogwash, isn't it? The truth of the matter is, no, it's not. Germany tried it because they thought they would, you know, lower the carbon emissions, which, of course, if you think about it, is folly to, to even consider doing that with anybody in this part of the world. Why? Because China and India and the third world countries out there are not going along with cap and trade. Why? Because they want to develop their economies. Why is it bad for us? Because China is putting into business one coal-powered plant every few months. One coal-powered plant every few months. Those coal-powered plants will last 75 years each. So that's at least 10 to 15 plants that will go into effect in the next year or so in China alone. That's a fact. All right. They put out in China 1,000 times more CO2, or carbon for that matter, carbon footprints, all right, than we do in the United States. So it doesn't matter if we back down the United States, which means that we have to charge more for electricity, charge more for energy, charge more for com companies that are not meeting the requisites of a group of people who are going to decide whether they can build and make their products here without offsetting it with carbon credits, which is, if anybody understands carbon credits out there, why don't you make a phone call to us? Or you can look up Al Gore and see if Al Gore has anything to do with carbon credits. Give oh, him a call. You ought to call Al Gore because Al Gore's company will make billions of dollars. Listen to me. Al Gore's company will make billions of dollars because Al Gore's company will be dealing in carbon credits. Does anybody see this going on? I hope you do. I hope you write your congressman or congresswoman and tell them you don't want this to pass. So if we were to pass this, what happens? What's the net result of we, if passing carbon credit? The most simplistic thing at all. Number one, energy goes up. They did this in Germany about 10 years ago. All right. It lowered carbon offset by 18 percent. But half of that 18 percent was accomplished because the inefficient plants from East Germany prior to unification and then after unification were shut down and they used the plants that were newer on the west side which because became Germany. So the net result was a 9% reduction in, in, uh, in, in carbon, uh, in carbon uh, being reduced from uh, the atmosphere in Germany. But what it did do for Germany is it raised the cost of energy to each citizen in Germany, get this, by 25%. It cost people today in Germany 25% more 
to pay for their energy than it did prior to cap and trade. By the way, Germany's GDP is supposed to be down 6% this year. That's the number that came out a few weeks ago. All right, not a very good thing to do. What it would do over here in the United States with cap and, uh, cap and trade, cap and tax, cap and energy and so forth, it's energy bill, it will force jobs overseas. It will force manufacturing overseas because it will be too expensive and too regulated to do business here. And that is going to happen. The largest increase, it's a sort of a tax increase, in the history of the United States. Cap and tax. Don't fall, you know, just don't have a blind eye on this. You must look at this. You must get involved. You must get madder than hell, as they say. On the health reform situation, uh, there's an article that came out by the Department of Surgery and Institute of Human Values and Healthcare from the Medical University of South Carolina, talking about an analysis of uh, socialized medicine versus medicine in the United States. And let me just give you a little bit of information on that, and I think you're going to like this. Uh, here we go. A couple, a couple of stats you should hear about. In uh, 2002 through 2004 of this study, dialysis patients waited 16 days for permanent blood vessel access in the U.S. Listen to this, though, healthcare people. They waited 20 days in Europe, and in Great Canada, they waited 62 days in Canada. How do you like that? And those who are waiting, there's an economic crisis that goes along with that because these people in these socialized countries are on sick pay and therefore not productive. They are paid to be not productive while they're waiting to get their dialysis, which if you recall, the wait for dialysis would be 16 days in the U.S., 20 days in Europe, and 62 days in Canada, where everyone is, when you listen to the Democrats say, oh, but Canadian health care is wonderful. Canadian health care is for everybody. Canadian health care is the best way to go, because after all, the Canadians look healthy, don't they? The truth of the matter is, if you really have a problem in Canada, they're coming over here to the United States. That's exactly what's happening. Let me give you a couple of more things about that. In the late 1990s, an estimated 5 to 10 percent of English waiting list patients were on sick leave. Norway is trying to find reduced waiting times for patients in order to reduce the cost of sick benefits. You know what? That's what I'm trying to tell you. If these people in these other countries, when they get on a waiting list, now realize before you get on a waiting list, you've got to get in to see the doctor, Alex. And if you and in socialized medicine, you have to get on a waiting list to see the doctor to get approved to get on the waiting list to do your dialysis. Stupid is stupid does, sir. Well, that's exactly very good. That's exactly correct. Here are a couple of things that I think you'd like, like to hear about in socialized medicine societies. Comparing cancer outcomes, the largest international study to date found that the five-year survival rate for all types of cancer among both men and women was higher in the U.S. than in Europe. Wow, I wonder why that's possible, Alex. You know, I had uh, a couple of relatives over in Italy who had serious medical problems, and they came over here to get their surgeries and their treatment. The president of Italy came to the United of States... Course. To do his heart surgery last year or the Where year else before, would you want it done? Because he didn't want to do it over there. No wow, I wonder why. Listen to this. All right, what he just said, the, that the five-year survival rate for all types of cancer among both men and women was higher in the U.S. U.S. women have a 63% chance of living at least five years after a cancer diagnosis compared with 56% for European women. Survival after diagnosis of breast cancer was 90% in the United States. And listen to this, only 79% in Europe. 90% is very high. I'm kind of impressed. Oh, and it's even better now. 
Really? Yeah. In the last five years, we have done so much better with breast cancer That's for great. women. It's it's wonderful. You know, and you know why? Because it's free. That's yeah, why. That's true. Because companies are vying for this. It's good business. Okay, let's continue for a minute. I want you folks to hear this. All right? Uh, men in the U.S. have a five-year survival rate of 66% compared to only 47% for European men with cancer. Now, think about that. I had cancer. We're going to go to this in a minute. I'm going to get to that in a second. Less than 50% of the men diagnosed five years later, diagnosed with cancer, less than half of them in Europe are making it. They die. As of the study, 2002 through 2004. Now, granted, it may be a little bit better today or maybe a little bit worse today. More people. Okay? Here's the one that really intrigues me because I had this. Survival after diagnosis of prostate cancer was 99% in the U.S. Woo! 99%. 99%. I like those odds. 78% in Europe. 78%. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, I had prostate cancer. That's an extremely glaring difference. God. 99 to 78, once you find out. That's with early diagnostics. Oh, but that's right. Let me think for a second what you have to do with early diagnostics, because I went through this. Number one, you do a lot of blood work. Number two, you do a biopsy. Number three, you you have to pick and choose the best doctor that you could get that does the microbiological surgery, the nerve surgery, to to keep the nerves while they take out your prostate. Otherwise, you can't function well. There are all sorts of problems, including... You don't want to not in, function well. Well, you can be incontinent if they don't do it right. Yeah, so that's not good. you want to get a guy in those, you know, A to B, B to C, C to D, you know, they how to do it right. So, but in socialized medicine, you know, I couldn't just pick up... You know, what I did is I studied it a little bit, and then I found out where I wanted to go, and I had choices. I could go to Pat Walsh up in Baltimore, or I could go to Mark Soloway right here at uh, University of Miami over at Jackson area, where I went. Because Mark Soloway, I found out, was the number two in the entire nation for the guy. I Couldn't didn't have go to for go. number one. Where I, was number one? In Baltimore. I didn't oh, want to go there because yeah, all my follow-ups to be there. But you understand what I'm saying, folks out there. You have the choice to make that decision in a free market economy. If you pay attention to what they're going to this trash they're trying to put to you in this bill that's getting rushed in a bill that they don't even know how to pay for it except to go into your pockets. They are going to go into your pockets. They are going to erode the middle class. If you're getting health care benefits, they're going to tax your benefits. If a company is giving health care benefits, they're going to tax the company. If a company is not giving health care benefits because you can't afford to give health care benefits and you have to make the decision, do I keep my employees and give them income or do I shut down the company because I can't afford it all? And trust me, I've come to that point after 9-11 in one of the companies I own, and I struggle to keep everything together. I struggle to keep everything together. I didn't pay myself a salary for two years to keep it together. But... Under the plan that's coming out, and I defy anybody out there to read this and tell me I'm wrong, because we have read it. The companies will be charged with giving people, it's an 8% tax on the bill right now, to cover the cost of health care. And if you're getting health care right now, you'll be charging that benefit. Where do you win on this? And then, guess what? Guess what? You may not... After a while, it's only the first year you can keep your doctor. As you migrate into the second, third, fourth year, fifth year of the health care plan, you may not keep your doctor. You may not keep your doctor. You think a lot of people are going to stand for that, having to change doctors? I hope they don't stand for that. I hope they don't either. I hope they raise hell about this whole thing. 
Let me go on. Listen to this. Here's a good one. Higher U.S. spending on prescription drugs may explain why there's a steeper increase in blood pressure with advancing age in Europe and a 60% higher prevalence of hypertension in Europe. So there's a bigger increase of blood pressure problems in Europe and a higher prevalence of hypertension. Why? Because they don't have the drug deals that we have in the United States. Let me guess why. Because it's regulated by the government. While half of all diabetics have high blood pressure, now, of course, we have a lot of diabetes. You see a lot of commercials right now on television for diabetes. You know, uh, uh, Wilford Brimley is saying you can get your stuff over the counter and you can have it sent to you. It'll be right to your house. And then you see the one where they prick your finger and they say you don't have to prick your finger. And it's great and wonderful. All right, great. So we're very concerned because guess what? We're an obese nation. With obesity, you have circulatory problems. With circulatory problems, you have diabetes. Okay. It's the way it goes. Now, here's the thing you got to be aware of. That with all diabetics, half of blood pressure, it is controlled in 36% of the cases. High blood pressure... In diabetics, as of 2004, 36% of all U.S. cases are controlled with a high blood pressure. But at the same time in Canada, where everyone's saying the, can- the Canucks are looking great, they have a great plan. Oh, it all will be well. All's going to be fine. Let's get, get this figure, folks. 9%. 9% in Canada. Only 9% in Canada in 04 were controlling their high blood pressure correctly. The rated adverse effects in U.S. hospitals. Adverse effects in U.S. hospitals. Now, I've got to tell you something. Going to a hospital is scary. It's a scary thing. And if you have to go to a hospital that's really run by the government, I don't know if I like that. We can't even run the veterans. You remember just a few years ago, they closed down the veterans' hospital. These poor veterans were going for poor, 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 poor work. Controlled by the government. That's kind of scary. The adverse events in U.S. hospitals is only about half that. It's less than half that in England, Australia, and New Zealand. England, Australia, and New Zealand. What do those countries have in common that we don't have? Oh, that's right. Let me think. What do they have? They have socialized medicine. I was going to say fish and chips. And they have fish and chips. You could, you could probably get that there. So socialized medicine. Adverse effects in U.S. hospitals. That means getting staph infections. That means getting the wrong uh, part of your body worked on. That means other things that can occur to you, bad equipment and so forth. Adverse effects in the U.S., less than half than that in England, Australia, and New Zealand. Aggressive treatment. Now, the United States, one of the things you'll find out, and, and I hope you don't out there have to pay for it and go through this, in the United States, we have, an, we have a policy of aggressiveness in dealing with a disease, probably because we're an aggressive nation. Probably because we want everything right now. We're a very impatient group of people, the U.S. citizens. Well, the aggressive treatment offered U.S. cardiac patients apparently improves survival and functioning compared with, let me guess for a second, those folks up north, Canadian patients. Fewer health and disability-related problems occur among U.S. spinal cord patients than among Canadian and British patients. So finally, just a couple of more quickie stats. That you may uh, have. The U.S. has better relative survival rates in Norway for colorectal and breast cancer, lower rates of vaccine-preventable pertussis, measles, and hepatitis B, and shorter waiting lists. In 2000, Norwegian patients waited an average, listen to this, of 133 days for hip replacement. Now imagine having your cracked hip and you've got to have it replaced. Now my mom had that, and it was replaced within two days. 
She was in her 80s. Two days as opposed to 133 days. 133 days days for hip replacement. 63 days for cataract surgery. Cataract surgery. That's pretty serious. If you needed cataract surgery, you can go do it next Tuesday in the United States. All right? 160 days for knee replacement. Can you imagine not walking for 160 days? You'd have to hobble. Because your knee is screwed up? And 46 days. Here's a good one, Alex. 46 days for bypass surgery after being approved for treatment. Now, think for a minute. If circulatory problems are so prevalent in the United States, which it is, why is that? Well, let me think. We smoke. We eat crappy food. We're overweight. Over 50% of us are fat and obese. Got a lot of problems with the circulation. That means we have a lot of heart problems. Now, if you think for a second that... 46 days for bypass surgery. I got to tell you, one of my closest friends up in Tampa didn't feel well, goes to the hospital, and finds out he needs quadruple bypass surgery immediately. I'll give you another one. And he got it, by the way, the next day. I'll give you another one. President Clinton. President Clinton finds out he needs bypass surgery because he had clogged, clogged arteries. Now, what if he was on socialized medicine? as they are in these other countries that we're talking about. First of all, you got to get in line to go see the doctor because you got to go to a specialist. Then, once you get that, you have to go on the waiting list to do your bypass surgery. Then, you have to wait for your bypass surgery to come up. 46 days. So in 46 days, folks, what do you think can happen to you in 46 days? You're going to die. You have a chance of dying. And I'll give you another one with socialized medicine. Think about this. What if you're too old? What if you're too old? What if they decide, you know what, you're 80 years old, and you've lived a good life, Mr. Rothman. It's been a hell of a time with you. We've really enjoyed having you here with us for the last 80 years. But you know what? You need bypass surgery, and I'm telling you, you've kind of used up your credits that you're allowed to have for your socialized medicine. So we want you to, we'll give you some medicine to make you feel better. We'll put you on some oxygen. But... Why don't you do what the Eskimos do? Put you on an ice flow and let you float away. That's actually my medical plan now. That's, it's in your plan. Yeah, it's going to be in my plan upcoming. I'm already picking out my options. Well, guess what? Flow. In the plan that's being promulgated in, in uh, Washington right now, every five years they're going to analyze your right to live. They're going to analyze your living will. Really? And make sure there's a living will that you can euthanize yourself at some point. Pull my own plug. It's not called euthanasia. It's called living will. We all have a living will, and you need one. Yeah. But the point is, they may come to the point that the government, the government is going to decide if you are worthy of this treatment. I really hope I am. And if you don't think that's not going to happen, then I suggest you take a look. A 22-year-old man dies after liver transplant was refused in England just this week. We'll talk about that after the break. That's why I take my vitamins. That's When we come back, we're going to continue this discussion. We're on the Rich Rothman Show on 880 The Biz. Don't go anywhere because I hope you're getting mad. Bye. Jobs. I thought dust in the wind would be appropriate there. Did Lasky call? Yeah, he's on hold now. Okay. Yeah, he's ready for when we come back. It's funny. I kept Aren't these stats amazing? Those are, those are it's mind-blowing. It's a report right here. I'm glad he printed those out. Those are mind-blowing. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. Here's a 22-year-old kid in England. They wouldn't give him a liver. They said, you know what? You drank too much. That's ridiculous. He died. Yeah. They 
wouldn't give it to him. He didn't fit the parameters of the uh, NHS rules, National Health System rules. So they had like a committee, did they like assemble a committee to read his case and decide? Didn't they try that here when they first had dialysis, like when it was not readily available? They had to have committees to decide. You had to pass that. Yeah. Yeah. Made people really I remember, happy, I remember doing a case study on that when I was in college. With more flights to South America than all U.S. airports combined. The new Miami International Airport. And coming soon, 61 new retail and food shops to add to your airport savoir faire. Come experience the new Miami International Airport and watch us move towards the future. The new Miami International Airport. Where in South Florida can you find a truly elegant hotel with 276 luxury guest rooms offering a newly renovated championship golf course, tennis courts, the largest hotel swimming pool in the country with private poolside cabanas, a world-class spa, and an award-winning fitness center with a restaurant that Zagat called one of the best restaurants in the country, all spread over a 150-acre tropical paradise landscape. Give up? At Biltmore Coral Gables, Miami, a golf and spa resort. Built in 1926, Biltmore Coral Gables, Miami, the golf and spa resort, is a South Florida landmark. With all the amenities to make your next getaway weekend or night away from the kids a memorable experience. Visit www.biltmorehotel.com for more information or call 1-800-747-1926 for reservations. Your next great getaway. You know, weekend. when we come back, we can. I'll tell you, this is exactly how I feel, and we'll play Madder Than Hell. Sure. When I talk to Jimmy, I say, no, Jimmy, I am Madder Than Hell. This is how I feel. Cool. and tax experts at TNJ Tax Service. For over 30 years, TNJ Tax Service has been preparing taxes for South Florida companies and individuals. As enrolled agents with the Internal Revenue Service, the pros at TNJ Tax Service can you imagine waiting 46 days for your bypass or you'll be dead? Have challenges with your company? And that's after you get approved to get on the list. TNJ Tax Services. QuickBooks certified. TNJ Tax services can provide training on QuickBooks for any small business. If you need monthly or quarterly bookkeeping services to handle all of your payroll and business needs, then you need to call TNJ Tax Service. Located at Taft and Flamingo in the Pillbox Plaza. Call 954-432-1700. 954-432-1700. TNJ Tax Services. No one covers local, national, and world news like Rich Rothman. And no one covers local, national, and world shipping like DHL. DHL. Customer service is back in shipping. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. This is the Rich Wassman Show. Okay, welcome back. 34 minutes after the hour, this is Rich Rothman on The Rich Rothman Show. Uh, we're talking health care right now, and um, it, it, is, it is scaring me, folks, and I hope you're getting scared. You must understand. Number one, do you really believe that health care is the most pressing issue in the United States? Because evidently, most Americans aren't feeling that way anymore, because Obama's numbers in terms of their ability to believe in this man are coming down. All the hopes he had. I'm going to close Guantanamo, not even having a clue where he's going to place all these crazies that are in Guantanamo. Because you may notice that a lot of the guys, including the Democrats, thank you very much in Congress, don't want a bunch of crazy terrorists coming to their streets. They don't want to have them go there and, and go to TGI Friday because, hey, it's a wonderful, it's Friday, it's always going to feel good. Hold as, on, though, I hear they, they, actually, they actually prefer Ruby Tuesdays, though. They, 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 well, good for them because I'm not crazy about Ruby Tuesday, but 
you know, but that's my whole point. So we, we're going to close Guantanamo. Boom! We can't close Guantanamo because nobody wants them, and we don't know what to do with them. And by the way, they're killers. But all right. Now, what else are we going to do? We're, we're going we're gonna to really do good things. We're going we're gonna to do good things with energy. We're going to move the energy, energy bill along. We're going to make it great because we're going to replace oil and coal that supports 50% of the energy in the United States with, let me think we're going to do it with, we're going to do it with solar energy and wind. You may have noticed that T.J. Boone Pickens, Boone Pickens, got out of the windmill business earlier in the last few months. Have you noticed that? His big plan for the windmill farm, which let me think who else invested with him that's involved in this. Just I love this one. Pelosi. Pelosi and her family invested along with him. Isn't that just terrific? Except he's not going to do it. Why? Because it's just just not going to work. He said, well, the national grid's... You know, just not up for it right now. And I don't know. You know, it's rough. We can't do that. Uh, so uh, we're going to do it with wind. So th- that's not working out right. We're going to, if we don't pass this bill, this tar bill right away, if we don't pass the biggest deficit in the United States, the biggest spending bill ever since George Washington, $1.3 trillion, we're, we're going to go down the tubes and everything's going to crash and burn. we got to do it right now. And God, those congressional people, they were wonderful. Those Democrats ran in and they just, you know, only like one Republican voted or two. The, the Democrats ran in and they, and they voted for it, didn't they? And um, by the way, you may notice that the world didn't come to an end and it didn't come to an end. What's really funny, because we didn't spend the money yet. We, the stimulus plan, it's less than 20 percent. has gone out so far, so far, so far, because it hasn't been used right now. So if it hasn't been used right now, why was it so important to pass it overnight in the middle of the night and push people so they wouldn't even have a chance to read the bill? See, people are starting to realize right now, America, wake up. This is your country. You're losing your country to a bunch of if you don't think that the crazies are in Congress right now, you're in big trouble. You just watch it. It is better than Monty Python. I mean, come on. The, the G8, just two weeks ago in Europe, we were debating we're going to pass a bill that's kind of non-binding because we really can't do it over the borders. But it, we're going to argue, and they did for half a day, what the temperature of this planet should be. Should we raise it two degrees? Should we hold it two degrees? Should we raise it three degrees? Should we hold They're voting on what the planet's temperature is going to be. Come on. First of all, I want to know if there's anybody out there that is a base alchemist. If I'd like to find out where that thermostat is. Are there the any alchemists out there? Because if you want to get federal funding for turning base metal into gold, now's the time to do it. It's probably there because it's just as stupid as everything else that's out there in Congress right now. Don't you guys get it? That's what's going on right now. As a matter of fact, would you do me a favor? I'm madder than hell right now, and I want to hear that piece. Everybody listen to this. Go. to tell you things are bad everybody knows things are bad it's a depression everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job the dollar buys a nickel's worth banks are going bust shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter punks are running wild in the street and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it we know the air is unfit to breathe